0: Welcome back to Car Thoughts. Um, thanks so much for tuning in. I've noticed that we've had a few, you know, tens of listeners uh, listen to the last episode. So I want to thank all you guys for tuning in. Um, be sure to, to like, to comment, to leave feedback. You know, feedback is very vital to the process here. I want I really wanna make sure that the product we're putting out is reflective of the audience and what what the listeners want to hear. So thank you guys. Um, sorry I haven't had an episode out in the last few weeks. You know, I've been moving, um, had some job stuff, some family stuff going on. I did however record a fantastic episode with uh, a shop foreman, a very skilled guy, a self described enthusiast and proceeded to lose the audio. So we're going to redo that. Um so you guys look out for that. It'll be the first car Talk, car thoughts first interview. Um very interesting uh, good friend of mine. So we're looking forward to that. Um yeah, so in the last few weeks I've driven uh <laughs> a few vehicles and uh three particular have left an impression on me. Um the Chevy Colorado V6, it was a four-drive. It wasn't like the ZR or anything like that but I do might have been the G71 um, Volvo XC90 now this was a T6 so it was the base model and then the uh, ubiquitous Golf R I never thought I'd be saying ubiquitous about a Golf R but I drive them like three times a week but anyway this particular Golf R had a suspension noise replaced some front end parts and needed to verify with an extended road test and you know you get in the car and it's, it's right size the first thing you notice about the car is the right size you know. Everything's blown up nowadays, but somehow Volkswagen has still kind of made their car still feel like they're, they're, they're that city cars a smart size. The dimensions are good. There's plenty of interior space, front and rear cargo space as well. I mean, I, I say this a lot, but it's really all the car one would ever need. You know, if you're, if you're just a guy or a woman and you like uh refined performance, and you don't want to spend a ton of money, you get this. It's it's a it's a cut rate, you know, Audi or nine eleven. You go, you know, this this thing is is very refined and it's quick. It's it's downright quick. I Mean nasty quick. You'll surprise some stuff. You know, loss control, DSG is telepathic. I mean, I I didn't make transmissions as good in like standard everyday cars. You know, technology is amazing. Four wheel drive. You know, set of winter tires. You'll be good. But yeah, it was a fantastic car. I left a really strong impression on me, you know. If I was in uh, the market for a new vehicle, the Golf R would definitely be towards the top of the list. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, the Volvo XC90. <laughs> I saw this car at the auto show. I thought it was fantastic. And it was an upmarket trim. I can't remember if it was the Excellence or um, the Premium, whatever the upmarket trim is. And it had the uh, the the preferred the special wood grain trim and it had the crystal gauges and the crystal and the um the knobs and the switch gear leather interiors upgraded so the auto show one was fantastic it was nice this xc90 the t6 that i drove oh man everything about it was just man now the car has presence it's a beautiful car you know it's well put together But, you know, you really do notice a difference in trim level. And that's why I tell people, you have to be, you know, when you buy a car, make sure you get the one you want because you have to live with it. That XC90 would get boring to me in about four months. But it's still a nice car. It's just, you know, without that extra layer of goodness that some of the higher trim levels bring, you know. Um, It's just class competitive, just kind of mediocre. The engine, you know, pulls fine decent you know acceleration but it sounds like a like a lawnmower you know it goes you you, you can switch the drive modes from eco to like performance or dynamic and you switch to dynamic it sounds like a tractor idle <laughs> like a vacuum cleaner I, I just you know but it's not that kind of vehicle it rides well the seats feel comfortable it's a Volvo standard but um I don't know just kind of just kind of missed the missed the sauce with that one um the Chevy Colorado. This is an impressive truck. You know, I looked at the 3.6 on the spec sheet that was in those trucks. I was like, oh, it's the Camaro motor. There's no way. It's not going to have any any guts. No low-end torque. But I drive this thing, and man, it, it pulls really well. Interior's nice. Now, I think a lot of times we see, like, simple or Spartan um, as like a, a bad design, but that's not the case. You know, the Colorado has a very simple interior, but you can get in that truck and you can know how to do everything in it. Pay your phone, put it to CarPlay, you know, adjust temperature, audio settings, you know, take a look out the rear view camera from the dash, like whatever you want to do in the first five minutes of being in that vehicle. You can't say that for anything else. And it's a truck. So ostensibly, it's a vehicle that's predisposed to to, to be used for work. And it does that very well. You know, of course, they didn't a haul anything with it, but it rode spectacularly, I thought, for a truck. Uh, rides just like a modern truck should. Um, Chevy's done a great job of using old-school suspension technology. This car truck still has leaf springs, but it rides pretty good. You know, it's not too stiffly strong. I think they understand the audience. They understand who's going to buy these things, so it rides well. You know, um, the motors pulls good, sounds great, sounds like a quieter version of a Camaro motor. Um, got that high pitch yow revs out. I mean, it was a nice, pretty cool place to be. <laughs> kind of sit on the floor a little bit more than I like, but it, it looked good. It was a full drive Z seventy one. You know, eighteen inch wheels. Um, that truck left a good impression on me. So yeah. Um, moving on, Sergio Marchion passed. Um, who was the executive of Fiat Chrysler FCA and? Um, you know, during his tenure there, I'd always kind of seen him as a maverick. And uh, God, I wasn't afraid to think outside the box and do what needed to be done. And I read some of the um, editorials and articles you know, that just reflected on Sergio's life. And he just had an immense dedication to his team, immense loyalty to his, to his brand, and just, you know, the understanding that he would do whatever it took to win. And I think... When he approached GM about the merger, I guess a few years back now, he was laughed at. People laughed about the building, but he was serious. He was like, man, I'll approach it again if I have to. Like, this is, you know, we have to be sustainable in the future. And he looked forward, and the future that he saw says, okay, we're going to an electric, you know, hybrid first and then full electric, you know, huge part of market share in the coming years, right? So those are the kind of cars we're going to be making. Tooling up for that, R&D for that, isn't cheap, you know? We don't necessarily have all the assets and resources or we can't afford to, so let's get with another big guy and, you know, figure it out. And that's the way business is going to have to happen in the next few years. I think he was a savant. I think he was a really smart man, and seeing that, I think there's a lot of lessons we can learn from his life. So if nothing else, just be relentless. The guy's relentless, you know? He only slept on his plane from uh Turin, Italy to Michigan. I mean, you know, just a workhorse and something that we should all aspire to to have that level of effort and commitment to something in our lives and, and move forward. So, rest in peace, Mr. Marshall. Um another notable passing in the industry was Warren Brown. Now, Mr. Warren Brown passed away at the age of 70 years old. He was a longtime columnist for the Washington Post. Um article entitled Warren Brown on Wheels" and or Warren on Wheels," and he would review um, a car week and it'd be in the Sunday section the, the behind the business section and uh, he had a particular style about him you know you can tell he was an enthusiast but he didn't write his column for enthusiasts he, he wrote his column for people who were going to buy that type of car and um, I remember he wrote an article about the Subaru Forester XT. And that's the, the turbocharged one. That was pretty quick back in the day. And um, I remember him describing, like, acceleration is decently adequate. And and I remember reading, like, the car magazines of the day. And he was like, oh, this thing is the new SUV WRX. And everyone was all excited about it. But he just described acceleration as, like... Adequate? What are you talking about? Now I saw that theme a few other times, and I realized, like, <laughs> who's gonna buy this Subaru? You know, somebody's gonna say, "I want the best Forester that you have." You're gonna give them this this turbocharged one, this XT, and they're still gonna use it like a Subaru. They're gonna put their dogs in it. They're gonna go skiing with it. They're gonna they're gonna tear it up, you know. And he wrote the article for the people that are gonna buy the car. He knew who's intended.